This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, season three, episode twenty nine. I mean, we've we've got Mads back, which is probably yeah. the most positive thing I can say. No, 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 no. We're not going to be negative here because I get it's a very anomaly twenty twenty one vibes esque. Really game. nice intro there, Ryan, and then you were like, oh. yeah, but Mads, look, let's let's have a chat, mate. I mean, how how have you been, by the way? It's been a, yeah. it's been a while since uh, you've been on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been good. I got a bit of jet lag, but I'm just finally getting over it. Um, and yeah, came back to obviously a very disappointing result. Um, the Super Bowl to Fulham at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I should maybe I should start supporting the Eagles. Maybe I don't know. Hey. <laughs> not that uh, one though. Yeah, not, not the Palace not, Eagles. Not, yeah. the Palace, not, the Palace, <laughs> not that one. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, just to clarify. But yeah, you, no, you had the choice good. of two teams, Maz, and you still lost that as well when you. Went I know. To yeah. Super Bowl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes, it's it's the history of the Brighton. No, but all good, thanks, guys, and it's great to be back. Good, and, and Ben. Um, apart from the result, mate, how, how have you been? Um, not too bad, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, uh, yeah got a little promotion at work. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Actually, I haven't told you. Yeah, so that was good. Oh, I love that. So get a champagne out tonight, mate. That'll be that would be all will be forgotten about tomorrow. But um yes, well, no, very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, it was good fun. Actually, yeah, so off shock, yeah, went out last night. Saw three three fans from the podcast, which is brilliant. Love so that. much fun. <laughs> one in the, two two <laughs> in the that. seven stars, and then one outside Casablanca's, if you know, you know. And my friends are fuming because it keeps happening. So they always go, Oh, Ben from Seagull Social. And then we're oh, leaving Casablanca's <laughs> like, like half three in the morning. And this kid, Ollie, just taps me on the shoulder and goes, Are you Ben from Seagull Social? And they're just like, oh, For fuck's sake. <laughs> we've well, got into his head. I get, I get roasted by my mates. They're like, they, they always go, Do you know he's a Man United fan? And they just try and ruin my whole. My whole uh, legacy yeah. here. See, um, Cecil, uh, shout out Cecil, AFTV. He got called out uh, the other day as well on socials. Everyone saying oh, he's he been fake. completely being roasted. Yeah, he's, he's getting roasted about like really saying roasted. he's a Man United fan, but he he works as a body double. So like he obviously goes and shoots with all these Man United players as a body double, <laughs> and everyone's like getting pictures. Oh, of really? Him. Yeah, and saying that he's not a real fan, which is just oh, yeah, outrageous. It. Anyway, Madness. anyway, gone Ryan. Madness. Anyway, yeah. So, well, how are you, um, Ryan? Yeah, you, you've I been know. ill for like in, three years. Uh, four weeks this week, mate. I, I'm still in recovery. It's very rough. Very frustrating. I got to the top of the 
Uh, if you if you sit up in the West Stand upper, you'll know what I mean. And my season tickets up there. And walking up the 97 steps or whatever it is to get to the top. Oh, my God, I was blowing by the end of it. I was completely <laughs> gone. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's good to be back doing stuff, I think, is what I can say. But, um, yeah, pneumonia recovery is not much fun. But, anyway, I won't talk about myself in that aspect. But, anyway, Brighton. Um, I, the thing is, I want to say... <laughs> just really, that noise. It's hard because I don't want to just come on it and slate everyone because we did play well up until that moment and I, and I want to talk about everything else apart from that moment to begin with because it's easy to just go on and talk about Man of Solomon which I think the majority of Brighton social Fucking majority Solomon. of Brighton fans are doing at the moment so I want to try and do it to Solomon. begin positive and then we can just gradually get more and more depressed as the episode goes so um, trust <laughs> what Brian I want to say is, to a bloke called Solomon like, <laughs> he's classed well a football manager yeah, if you, you, know. you look a bit tacky, um, yeah. yeah but um, what I'll say is um, I'll start with with you Maz um we played well, I thought. We did play well. The Zerbi was getting through the the lines of Fulham, which isn't really something that many people have done recently. Did you think that from the beginning it wasn't going to be our day? Or did you think, no, we've got this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think when it got to about, was it like our fifth, sixth chance? I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not our day today. Um, but no, like, like, like you said, Ryan, I, I'm actually not in the... I'm actually not too upset right now. Like I know, I know it's it, it seems wow. like should, you know I, I know it, we should seem like oh yeah like oh we absolutely battered them we dominated the game and we lost and oh yeah and of course Fulham are up there with us you know in the battle for Europe and of course it was, yeah. it was a big game it was a big game there's, there's yeah, no big game. there's no you know uh, going away from that however it's not the end of the world we've got two games in hand on Fulham I think it is mm-hmm. um, and I think one so game Liverpool, in hand I on. Yeah, so yeah, us and Liverpool yeah, got two games coming. in hand on Fulham, and we're we're all level on points with Liverpool, and they're obviously picking up a bit of bit of form. But going away aside from everyone else, I think looking at us, yeah, the amount of chances we created was outrageous. Uh, we absolutely dominated them, uh, and of course they just they were much more clinical than us. We were very yeah mm-hmm. not clinical. That was the that was the bottom line of it, and um, yeah, like it, it does seem sort of doom and gloom. But if you take away all the positives from it. We were the better team. We were, you know, we were all over them. We were playing great football. It just, yeah, we were, it was like the old Potter, wasn't it? It was like Potter days back mm. again, like PTSD yeah. kind of vibes. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not all doom and gloom. It is obviously massively disappointing. It would have been a huge win, but I, I'm not massively like, oh, fuck, like what the fuck? Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Uh, ben, yeah. Does, it, does it worry you that what Maz says about the 2021 Graham Potter expected goals does it worry you? Because I thought after Bournemouth, it was the turning point in us. We've changed. We're different. We've, mm. We can do this. We can beat these low-block teams. Whereas, you know, against Palace, against Fulham, these are two games we should have won probably three, four, five nil, really. Yeah. With the amount of chance we had in both these games, we could have beaten them by a distance. And we didn't. We've, we've only got one point out of them two games and really not deservedly so. Does it worry you now that we are still that same old Brighton and the same old ones that can't score? Um I don't think we are. No, I think we've we've definitely moved on from that. It's just these these two results. Like we're the fourth in the Premier League table. We're the I think we've scored the fourth most amount of goals, which is insane for us. And Deserby's getting a team that Potter once had that he could, could not get goals from for love nor money, and has now turned us into like goal scoring machines. So I'm not worried. I think it's probably just two off days. Like it happens. You, you look at yeah. Man City, one of the best teams ever built. Against Forest, yeah. they literally the stats were very similar, and they walked away with a draw. Chris Wood had one shot, I think, or Forest had one shot, 
was the first shot at the 88th minute and then they scored it. It's just what? one of them things. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I just don't... Uh, yeah, I w- I w- I'm not worried that we're going to fall back into old habits because we do have people yeah. that can score and deserve and gets goals out of us. I think the reason why there was probably a bit of a meltdown yesterday was because it w- we all built it up as a big game because we knew it was a big game for the club. But yeah. also, it's just smash and grab. In football, there are two feelings. that are One, if you get the smash and grab, it's one of the best feelings in the world. It feels better than... Especially that late on, it feels better than like a 5 0, for example, because it's mm. like, oh, yeah, another goal. But when you get a last minute win, that's incredible. When you're on the other side of it, it feels like hell. And it's probably one of the worst mm. feelings you can have in football. But obviously, I don't, yeah. I've never felt the, have the feeling of getting relegated, but I'm sure that's pretty peak as well. But yeah. the, the smash and grab when it's against you is just horrendous. And so that's why so many people are so disappointed and down. And obviously, yeah. Yeah, on top of that, the fact that we, we could have put some put a gap between us and Fulham but we failed to do so yeah and that's my only concern is that we not concern because that's that's always a harsh word to use but almost like frustration probably because we are that team that historically even the championship days were always the ones that seem to just crumble and bottle things and yeah I did think we had changed I thought we were different now and I thought that after Bournemouth particularly as a team we never beat we did beat them 86th minute I think it was Matoma and I was like right okay we've got this man who's going to start carrying us through and look the blame isn't on Matoma by any means the blame isn't on anyone in particular in the team to be honest with you but I think that the amount of chances we missed in that just reminded me so much. I think bringing off Evan Ferguson was slated a lot for Dennis Undav. And I wanted to ask this, uh, I'll start with you, Maz, on Dennis Undav, because I think that it's quite harsh the way that some fans are treating him. Um, but equally, yes, I get that I get their frustrations. I get that maybe, um, you know, when we've seen so many goals scored recently, you want that to continue. But equally, again, you know, you think Dennis Undav... <sighs> He came on and didn't score, probably gave away the goal as well, but he didn't play that bad, well, I that was think, maybe controversially. Uh, but yeah, Matt, so I'll let you take away with, with Undav. Yeah. No, no, and, and I'm glad you actually brought it up because I, I did want to talk about Dennis Undav. And I think, yeah, some quarters have been very harsh on him considering he's still not fully... I would say he's still not fully integrated. I know he's been in. I know he's been mm. in the country. And you can't say he's fresh. You know he's fresh in, or you know he needs loads of time to sort of embed. But he's still. He's still. I'm sure he's still learning a lot. He's still getting used to his surroundings. It's still. It's still a lot of like embedding to do. Really, I know. I know he's been at the club for a while now, but I just still feel like there's still that little bit of um, element he's of. Been a bit of a late get, bloomer, hasn't he? As yeah, well. he hasn't, he hasn't straight into the. He team. hasn't bloomed. <laughs> hey, here we go. He hasn't uh, bloomed yet. <laughs> no, but totally. the thing also as well. Also, he hasn't actually had a proper run of games as well, which I think is key yeah. to add. Um, you know, and and it's, it is harsh. It is harsh. But yeah, he looked good in times. You know, obviously setting up March for the, the disallowed goal. Mm. I know it was disallowed, but you know, yeah, those, good those ball across th- as well. If I remember, yeah. quite deep, wide. Yeah. I think it was quite a good ball across. His header was very unlucky. I think it was his header. Uh, just yeah, went, went about two yeah. two centimeters. Good header. So yeah. I think they're signs. You know, I, I don't know about it's, you. Exactly. That's the thing. There's signs there. I just don't. I think I agree with you, Ryan, as well. I think maybe we should have kept Ferguson on, and or, or maybe like Samiento. I would have loved to have seen Samiento yeah. um, come on. I think that would have been yeah, just a different dynamic, I suppose. But yeah, I just I think it's harsh uh, the, the the sort of bashing he's getting at the moment. And Dab, mm. I think he, maybe he's not he's not ready yet. I don't think he's not he's not what we need. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's a weird one. He's a good option to have. Yeah, but. When he comes on, he doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah. Which is, he does, I don't know. He, he has moments where I'm like, "Oh my god, that was good," yeah. and, then, and then it's just, but there's not enough. I don't know about you, Ben. What your what your take on Dav is? Get rid of him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he's 
I get it because we say give him more time. <laughs> But then he's had time and he's had chances and hasn't taken them. Like if he wasn't getting True. chances and True. couldn't show his ability, he has had chances to show his ability and score goals and he's just failed to do so. Yet he, and then obviously given the way the goal happened was just like something you'd see in Sunday league when they ran into each other. Yeah. That's just, mm-hmm. that was embarrassing. Yeah. I, I, th- mm-hmm. I don't think that happens to other clubs. Just seems like a Brighton thing when embarrassing shit like yeah. that happens. I know what you um, mean. So, but yeah, yeah I, you, yeah, like you, you can see the potential there, even though he's not potential as in like to grow into an unbelievable player. It's not like a youngster, is he? But there is, you can see glimpses of his ability. It's just a shame that the chances he's had, and he's had a fair few now, he just hasn't mm-hmm. taken any of them. Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Albeit some are, obviously some were quite difficult, to be fair. No, some mm-hmm. were quite difficult, like chances he's had when he's been in the team. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. just look what happened at Bournemouth when he had those three chances back to back to back. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seemed like a bit of an extreme one. But again, we've got the XG philosophy against us again. I think it was we got 2.5 something, yeah. 2.6 something. I think Fulham only had 0.29. I think they had two shots in the whole game. Um, we will get onto the goal now because we, we do need to talk about it. Man of Solomon. Uh, it was a bit of a, a giveaway really in the, in the midfield, as we said. And it was just as soon as that ball got played to Solomon. And as, to be honest with you, as soon as he was warming up, I was like, it's just going to happen, isn't it? He's the Zerbi's man. The Zerbi said at the press conference that Mana Solomon was with him in Ukraine and they were, you know, very, very close during the war when it was starting and he will always remember it was, had him deep in his heart just for him to go and break everybody else's heart at the Abex in probably the, what was it, a 90th something minute. I, I don't even know. It must have been close to think, it though. I think 88th. It minute, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a good goal, to be honest with you, yeah. if you're oh, a Fulham such fan. Good finish. It was Great a good finish. goal. It's a fantastic yeah. finish. He completely done well. the pace. It, I don't know about you, Ben, but it reminded me of just like a typical Brighton on the receiving end of a counter attack. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? If you were to, if you were to almost paint a picture of Brighton in the Championship, in the Premier League, hitting on a counter attack, it's Man of Solomon's goal at Fulham. Sorry, I just mute myself, Bison. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it really was. Like, yeah, Undav and Buenonote running into each other and then getting yeah. dispossessed there. And then Veltman trying to tackle him on the floor, but is left on the floor. And then Solomon just like one huge, yeah, literally <laughs> one huge touch in front of him, and he's rapid. And then you see mm. Dunk bless him with like twenty pace, trying to <laughs> twenty pace <laughs> for the FIFA heads out there. Literally, just oh mate, he made Solomon look so quick. That's the fun. That's the funniest thing. He would make me yeah. Look he quick, he literally looked dunk. like yeah. He literally looked yeah. like Mbappe yeah. on a counter attack. It was at the end yeah. against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, he got complete but skin. saying that, so that that's where it, like it's laughable because that was classic Brighton. But then yeah, the finish is is very very good. When I first saw it, I was yeah. like, could Sanchez have done better? But no, he couldn't. It was really, really good. Just drilled it really hard. And like, I think when you're yeah. when you're drilling the ball hard, and especially on a wet surface, it's always going to be t- tough to save. Yeah. Maz, I don't know about you, mate. What, what was your initial thoughts when that goal? Went yeah, it, it, fantastic goal. Right? There's no sort of um, skirting yeah. around it. It was a great, it was a great finish, great bit of play. I know, obviously, we pretty much gifted them, and it's very similar to uh, <laughs> yeah, Sanchez. Hashtag gifted. San- yeah. yeah, hashtag gifted. <laughs> hashtag gifted. Sanchez, Sanchez at <laughs> uh, Palace. Um, vibes but yeah it's... oh my god oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah I'll... just one thing before you continue on the sanchez thing the first literally the first sort of five minutes of the game uh if you're at the <laughs> when sanchez had to make a claim in the ball it, there was no pressure on him the ball was just Stop. coming back to him and he caught it like this and the whole abex went Way! No! <laughs> and I, 
felt really bad for him. I've got to be honest. It was quite funny, but I did uh, feel quite bad for him. I'm still, so, I'm still, yeah, I'm still so. not over. I'm still not over that Palace goal. To be honest with you. So he's yeah, getting. Sorry, continue with what yeah, you're saying. No, no, that's all good. Um, no, that's funny to be fair. Um, yeah, no, it, it's um, yeah, it, look, yeah, like you said, Ryan, it is definitely by any stretch or sort. But I can't remember which one of you said it, but it definitely wasn't his fault. Like he couldn't save it or anything yeah, like that. No, it was a great no, finish definitely. from from Solomon. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just it's just really frustrating, isn't it? When you see a goal like that, uh, concede it so late on as well after you absolutely dominated. It's like you know, I, 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 we did it on Seagull Social. It was the um, it's like the FIFA meme. It's like the guys had one shot and we've had about twenty five, <laughs> and we've not scored. And you just break your controller. Yeah. It was one of those moments where you just yeah, break your controller. Literally. Those you know, stats just look like foot champs or feet, yeah, FIFA yeah. stats after a game like that. It's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I don't know how else to to, uh, to to sort of sum it up. It was just. Yeah, just deflated, upsetting. Um, I think yeah. what I felt in that moment of when that ball hit the back of the net, even when that counter attack happened, it was uh, my head was so hot anyway, and I and I did lose my head a lot of this game. I, I don't normally, I, I did to be honest with you, but the, the amount of decisions and the amount of time wasting and, and the way that Fulham just completely, um, completely wasted time. I, I can't imagine the ball was in play for much more than 50 minutes in that game. It was, it was Aston Villa, it was Brentford, it was those sort that's of a whole performances that we've seen. About yeah, uh, and this is what I want to say, is Brentford took 2-0 against us, Villa 2-1 against us and now Fulham 1-0 against us did nothing really in the game Brentford probably a little bit more than the other two mm-hmm. did nothing in the rest of the game just time wasted killed the game went down every opportunity and the head injury thing really yeah, really this... really wound me up when Especially... it first came out I, I generally <sighs> thought I was like I knew that people would find a loophole and it's just like as soon as you go down and players maybe they, they even if they don't have a head injury as soon as they clutch their head the referee has to stop and the, the players are, have so much power now to waste time and to slow down slow down the tempo tempo to kill the game so I'll, I'll let you carry on Ryan. but yeah they've just it's, it's a really strange one because also you don't want to not blow the whistle if they actually do have a head injury yeah it's just yeah it's a really really trick one and this is what's going to always annoy me probably more than the average person it really frustrates me so much with my head injury background is horrible i've had five bigger head injuries in my life crap head open three times i've had two big heavy concussions one much more than others and i can tell you now when you have concussion properly full-blown heavy concussion it ruins you it completely it, it, it changes your perspective on life and i think that for people that have had head, head injuries and even more so than me to to have people almost exploiting that. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if this that's player the, had a head injury, you, you know, it's gonna you're gonna know about it, mate. And, and when it happens to you, you won't have you won't be rolling around laughing about it either because it's not fun. And and this is what to me it frustrates me because you know you've got this um, rule now being yeah exploited, but how do you stop it? Because like you can't control you know what what is a head injury what isn't because I you know I could hit my head probably now against the wall and very lightly but it might do more damage than it might do to Ben if he smacked his head on a metal unit you know what I mean so you can't you can't measure it what what's going to yeah. give more so it's hard isn't it how do you how do you I stop that yeah I mean there isn't I don't, I don't know if there is a way of properly yeah. stopping it I suppose I, I, I actually do you know what I think what they should do actually actually no I, I do have a potentially solution why don't we so once someone goes down with a head injury, right, obviously make sure they get their treatment, whatever, you know, make sure everything's all good. Because obviously if they're not lying, obviously you need to make sure that they're all good. But let's say they are lying and, and it transpires that they were, they should go and review on VAR, see if it was a genuine head injury. If it wasn't, book them 
and actually discipline them and be like, look, this isn't okay. Yeah. Like you can't feign an injury, especially a head injury. Yeah. So mm. like actually have some kind of, um, mm. you know, something in motion to stop it and actually punish them for doing what they're doing. So then yeah. next time, well, even they just, think even twice about... Even if it's yeah. just like post game and like, you know, like if you do something in the game and sometimes you'll get fine or you'll get suspension yeah. after the game. Even mm. that, like if you do get caught faking it, which is a horrendous thing to do. Mm. Yeah. yeah you should, you should get some sort of fine or some sort of discipline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think, I think that the only way, as you say, is to, the only deterrent you can do is suspensions, isn't it? Because mm. I think with anything, fines in football at times doesn't really matter, does it? If you find a player for <laughs> it's not going to matter to them. You're going to make yeah, it back next yeah. week. So, so I've, I've always laughed at fines in football, to be honest with you, because I just think, what's the point in that? But the one thing, especially like, when they find do... clubs as well, like ten grand. Yes, like yeah, <laughs> find, find a club. Didn't yeah, City even get a million like a... is not do anything to them. But didn't yeah. City get like a fifty grand fine once for yeah, like financial fair play? You're like, oh god, shit, they're going to be <laughs> shaking in their boots. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they I literally mean, made that in that hour. Pocket money, isn't it? Yeah, what literally. Want, it always always makes me laugh. I think that yeah, the only deterrent you can do to these players is to do fight. Uh, sorry, to do uh, bans or, or yellow red cards. I don't know how you make that work because. It's hard to judge as to what's faking it, but I think when yeah. Fulham did it, the amount they did, it just got to the point where you were going insane. Like it was driving you that mad, you were actually think you're losing your head. But also, not only just the head injury aspect, but the referee got. Oh, sorry, Maz, you want to, you want to put in? No, no, no. Sorry, I, I was just about. Sorry, I, uh, no, you brought me on. You brought on nicely to the referees. It was just I was going to talk about the mm. um, the penalty decisions. Obviously, two there was two, wasn't there? Two yes. of them. Uh, one of them yeah. I didn't think it was a penalty, personally. I didn't think the March one Veltman. was a penalty. Was it Veltman? Uh, sorry, Veltman, sorry, Veltman, yeah. Uh, I didn't think mm. that was a penalty. But then the Matoma one. Now, the Matoma one is an interesting one because when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, a bit soft. Don't think it is a penalty. <clears throat> but then when you watch it back, he's literally pulling on his shirt. Yeah. Like, he's, he's basically yeah. like ripped his shirt off him. So, I don't if, know. If I, Matoma goes down, then it's a pen. That's yeah, the thing. It's one I of feel ones. like the Matoma one could have definitely been given. It, yeah, it's frustrating. There's a lot of shirt pulling. Um yeah, I don't he, know needs to, he needs to get a degree in fucking diving because <laughs> instead of dribbling, <laughs> because any any other player and like especially the shit houses in yeah. this league, or, or most players they get a tug, their shirt is getting pulled. You go down, you get a foul, you get a penalty. Um, yeah. I think yeah, probably I, I, he should have he should have gone down. Yeah. It's kind of annoyed that he didn't. He just wanted to carry Sorry, on. Martin, Fair play to him, genuine blow. Oh, um, sorry, Ben. Sorry, uh, just during the game, it's solely much of a similar incident. Someone sort of slid into him. He didn't go down, but he, he gave up oh, the Pereira, ball. Oh, Pereira, yeah. And it, and it, yeah, it frustrated me because he gave up the ball. But then, yeah. you know, if he actually got hurt, he should have just gone down. And mm. then you wouldn't have had that honesty. I don't know where you want it to be. I would rather everyone be honest, obviously. But then if you're not profiting out of that, then what's the point in doing it? You know, I don't... Mm. Again, it's like, where do you? where does it end? Where, where's the right thing to do? Um, I, I, but yeah. I think it's. I think also it's it's just part of a bigger problem at the moment with referees. Yeah. At the moment, it's just a, a shambles. So the, bad. the standard oh, of refereeing and the decisions. The like obviously, Lee Mason. Been. Yeah, Lee Mason. Lee Mason's obviously. left. For fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, so she res- he resigned obviously uh, during the week, and I think that just shows the level we're at. Where if like Lee Mason's meant to be, you know, one of the sort of top top VAR analysts mm. or referees, he's now retired. Uh, sorry, he's uh, resigned because. He made such a terrible decision. I think it was in the Arsenal game where he didn't. He He's didn't made draw loads the lines as well, properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember the one at West Brom last week? Was yeah, it last literally. Season? That was literally my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the curse, mate. Always yeah, February, the, mate. Mate. <laughs> like, I think it's just a really yeah. The, the refereeing at the moment. And I know Deserby got red. Obviously, Deserby got red card as well. Yeah, in the tunnel that. for yeah for yeah. for 
you know. Oh, mate, it's so weak actually from um, from the referees to re- to give him a red card when he's not in sight of the, of the fans. At least do it when you know the fans can have a reaction to it, so we can cheer Deserby <laughs> for doing it. Like, come what on, he now, said you know? that was brilliant. What he said was brilliant, wasn't he? It was like you wasted my time during the week because I had like a two-hour meeting with Howard yeah, Webb, he did, yeah. and he said it was a he complete did. waste of my time, and I didn't get to spend that time on the training ground with the players. I was like, what a fucking mm. bloke! Like, I love yeah. that from him. Yeah. It's just so funny. He's like, you wasted my time, just blaming yeah. it on the ref. But he's right though, isn't he? Because yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a meeting, it's like if you have a meeting with someone, they promise you the world, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and do nothing and deliver nothing. And you just think apparently a two-hour meeting explaining explaining going through all the VAR wrong yeah, decisions, just to completely so, do imagine, the completely imagine thing Howard Webb. Imagine Howard Webb in a room with Deserby doing that. I'd love to be on a fly on a wall just seeing how he's reacting. Also, yeah. as well, I, I think I think as well, like the implications of a wrong decision on a get not only a game but on the course of a season could be massive. Like mm. let's just let's just mm. use Arsenal as an example. That decision that he didn't draw the lines of Brentford and, and Arsenal go and win that game. That's three points towards their title win. And for example, let's use us. If we had the right decision in certain games, that could be three points towards Europe. Like they don't realise these decisions massive have moments. such yeah massive yeah massive implications. And all they could do after they go oh sorry they write a letter and they say sorry like yeah. what does that what sorry. does that do what does that yeah, mean what does that mean like, <laughs> how does that help us win get three points or get Europe or you know like the financial yeah. implications the the on the pitch implications like it just yeah. it's massive and they don't and, and just as just a fan like, you know the, yeah. the, the, the Stress fans have got to go through for the rest of the year. It yeah, is exactly. mad, but um, yeah, podcast sure. hosts having to complain about it. It's wasting our time. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the one. This is probably the best thing about having a podcast is that everything that I've been so annoyed about, I just yeah, could just, just rage about it all now. It's all gone. It's all over. Yeah, it um, but yeah, I, I could go on for ages about referee. I don't want to waste too much time on them because it does feel like a waste of time. But the <laughs> thing I do want I to say is, long. yeah, the, the 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 one thing I do want to say is again. When does it stop? Is there a way that it ever stops? <laughs> when does it because stop? when's it going to end? <laughs> no, but I'm serious. When when does it? When does it? Someone decide. Look, this is now getting unwatchable. I mean, the game against uh, Fulham, like there was barely any chance to even play football. I mean, we know that Fulham are a good team. They played actually a, a pretty decent first half. I mean, if you if you stopped all the diving and cheating and time wasting, those two teams could have actually had a very fair and good game. Um, I think because they lost Mitrovic, they just wanted to almost try and just get a win in the most ugliest of fashion and it worked. But they were clearly happy for a nil-nil at some point. So, whereas we probably weren't even happy for a draw. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I can't be bothered to just keep ranting about VAR sure. referees because it's just going to drive me mad. Um, so I'll, I'll, mo- I'll move on. Um, if there's any sort of players that I'm thinking about, I think Alex McAllister got a little bit picked out I think um, on Twitter a couple of times I saw a few people saying that maybe he's not been at his best I wanted to get your thoughts on it more, uh, I'll start with you Maz because I can see you're thinking oh, uh, thinking yeah. hard about it but yeah Alex has been maybe he hasn't been at his best but I don't know it's, yeah. it's an interesting topic yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think he's been at his uh, best of what we know, especially when we saw him at the World Cup. He was at his absolute, you know, pinnacle of how yeah. well we know he can yeah. play. Um, but I think I think that's natural, though. It's like coming back from the World Cup, you've gone from a massive high. Not to say it's a massive low in Brighton, but <laughs> you've gone from a massive high in winning the World Cup 
And then you return back to Brighton, you're thinking, <laughs> going from Messi to <laughs> Welbeck. Definitely, definitely hit your Love you, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, yeah, you, love daddy. you, Daddy. Sorry, that's harsh, Daddy. No, uh, no like, yeah, like, like, like I said, like, it's, yeah, of course it's going to be different. And coming back from a World Cup win and, you know, going back to Brighton, it's going to be different. And, and I'm sure there's a bit of adjusting to do. Not, I'm not saying, again, it's not like a he's moving to a different country and all this jazz and, you know, he's not a new player coming into a club. But there's still a little, an element of getting used to back to being what it was before the World Cup. So, yeah, I don't think he's been at his best uh, that we know he can play, but I don't think he's been bad. I don't think he's been, you know, someone it's to because pick Because he's out. had chances and he's missed them. I think that's yeah. that's what's happened. The Palace one, yeah. when he's like straight away, to be fair, he had a few against Palace. And he obviously, I think he had Palace, a couple. He had a couple against Fulham as well. So, like, he's missing chances that he'd probably do a bit better, which is then probably why people are getting a bit frustrated. Yeah. Um, oh, which is... I think it's just a bit of an overreaction, personally. I yeah, think, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like jumping on a player of his quality, uh, we, like we know how w- w- well how well he can play and also how much he can contribute to the team. So I think just we want to keep him on his good side because let's be let's yeah. be real, it's inevitable he's going to leave uh, come the end mm-hmm. of the season. Especially his dad's comments midweek. I think his dad made some comments yeah. basically saying that he's going to leave. Basically, but, so um, I reckon they were probably a little bit kinder than maybe they were manipulated. I reckon that. The way that it was said was he probably might leave. I mean, it was like I don't, I don't think if it was to listen to the interview or something, or if we could see him say that, I reckon it probably would have been sounding nicer than it came across on the text. Mm. But I don't know. I read um, it well because he was like he yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it well. Sort of, well. He's just we everyone really at the back of their heads. Everyone knows the, what's yeah, going to happen. Gonna, really know. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, but th- what I wanted to say about Alexis, to be honest with you, the, the whole team really. I, I think if we won that game. You know, really, what we should have done. If we put two of those charts away and Dav's header hits the back of the net, etc. I mean, we're looking at that game, two or three nil winners, and we're saying that the whole team really played well. Whereas just because we got hit on a quick counter attack and lost, that yeah. everyone just remembers the bad. And that's why I'm trying to not be too negative about it. And they basically yeah. slander the refs because they absolutely deserve it. <laughs> but also, you know, you look at Caicedo, I thought was, was very good yesterday. I think that our whole defence was pretty solid. Lewis Dunk was very good for the rest of the game. I think Sanchez had a better game, um, but then he didn't have to do too much either. Um, but I thought his passing was good. And I thought that overall we were looking pretty good. I thought one thing I would pick up on and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on was Tarek Lamptey again came off the bench. And again, in my opinion, looked a bit like lockdown Lamptey again. I thought it was on the left side and yeah. was running up and down very, very well. We haven't seen him play on the left before and he's, he's even got a left foot. He's put a ball across as well, which is a pretty good, pretty good ball. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Tarek because I thought he's a nice little player. Everyone loves Tarek, right? Everyone loves him and everyone remembers the old see, Tarek. But do you, Ben, do you think we're getting to see Lockdown Lamptey again? Like, are, we, are we close <laughs> to it? Because Lamptey. I feel like we're... I, I know, I love that name, but I feel like we're getting <laughs> closer. I, I, I don't know. Just That's just my opinion anyway. What do you think? No, hundred percent. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely getting there. Just so, such a relief to see more confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I think so many people would think that he wasn't going to get back to this because it was quite a while before we yeah. a- ever saw lockdown Lamptey or the like of lockdown Lamptey again. Yeah. I'm going to have to use that now just to explain. It's a great <laughs> name, just to help explain. <laughs> but yeah, he is. Like as soon as he came on, he was like running at the defence, sprinting forward, doing what he done in lockdown shock. Um, and yeah, no, it's just, it's just a really, really big relief to see him finally yeah. playing well mm. again. Yeah, and yeah. Mads, have you thought the same? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I remember when we did the pod. Uh, well, we've done lots of these pods, but um, when he sort of he was coming <laughs> back from injury, to be exact. Yeah, yeah he was on a bit of a uh, rough patch, wasn't he? He was yeah, having a bit co- of a bad time. Yeah, and and we all mentioned. Well, we all sort of agreed that potentially his injury could it like he could he lose a little bit of pace? Could he lose that? We're worried old, psychologically, you know, weren't we? Confidence. We were worried that he was almost yeah. scared to go into the the runs he's it, making. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So so that's that was my always my concern. Is like. Well, number one, will he get injured again and will it really derail his, his career? Uh, number two, yeah, will he be the same Lamptey, like you said, mentally and physically? Um, but I feel like he's answering most of those questions now. Like, yeah, physically seems to be sort of injury free to touch wood um, at the moment, like recently <laughs> uh, coming back. Um, yeah, mentally seems like he's he's wants to be the, the same Lamptey he was when, like you said, mm. lockdown. And yeah, I, I just feel like mentally and physically, he's looking in a great place right now. And hopefully yeah. with more of a run of games and consistency, just, you know, getting, being on the pitch longer and longer, I think hopefully we'll see the, the best of him again. And uh, yeah, he's an, he's an incredible player on his day. He, the, yeah. the, his pace is frightening. So yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely a key player when, when at his best. Sure. Such, a, such a great weapon to have coming off the bench or even starting. Yeah. Just such a, such a good weapon. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me because I like him and I want him to do well, but every single time I've seen him play, so probably much in the last sort of four or five games, we played against Liverpool twice, thought he was quite good. I thought, particularly in that cup game, he was very good. He's, he's, he's just coming back into it, I think. Against Palace, he came off the bench, was very strong, made a lot of runs that he used to, which, you know, we hadn't seen in so long. Um, but no, it's good to see, it's good to see Tarek, so hopefully he continues um, that run of form. But also, um, we are, on an injury basis, mounting up with a few more now. Obviously, oh, Lana. Yeah. Well, Beck, it is getting a little bit worrying. Um, Lana obviously is, is big. Yeah, this is this is the question I was going to ask because you know he was so important for us this season. If anything, I'd say he's probably having his best season. It looks like we're not even going to see him again this season anyway. Um, and I wanted to ask. I start with you, Ben. The midfield. Um, we were talking about Alexis potentially being a bit more off form, and, and inevitably this form was going to drop. Players couldn't have played at a hundred every single game under De Zerbi just because it's De Zerbi, and they still are really, but they're not as good as they were. Anyway, lalana has been out the team since Leicester, and since then probably results have dipped a little bit, barring. Uh, was it the FA Cup? Um, yeah. I think yeah, the FA Cup. Game. Or no, the, was or the Premier League. Premier League, wasn't it? Was it Premier League? Was it no, Premier League? no, it was anyway. FA Cup. God, we played Liverpool. It was FA times. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was one of those games. Anyway, I think there was one good game we had. But overall, uh, do you think we're going to miss Lana? Because we haven't got a replacement for him apart from Yari, which we also don't know about yet. Yeah, um, I th- yeah, it's a massive, massive worry that that we've missed him. As soon as he got injured in Leicester, you saw straight away the performance dipped and. I w- yeah. I, we obviously we're still playing well, but yeah, you can tell that he's missing, which is such a shame. And Agreed. like, if we lose him, and we've got to lose him for such a big, big amount of time, and then we lose Casado, McAllister, those are like three very vital players that next season we won't have. Yeah, we'll have Jakob Moda back, who everyone's probably forgotten about. Yeah, actually, he actually point. plays for us. Way, he? He'll be back, mm. but we don't know how good he will be, or if he'll fit into Deserby's system. Whether Deserby even likes him, we don't know that. So. Yeah. The midfield is looking actually quite worrying. I'm not going to lie, um, especially going start. into next season. Yeah. No, yes, are we yeah. surprised though? Good. Let's let's be real. Are we surprised? Adam Alana getting injured? Come on, like, it was no. it was just written, it was written <laughs> in the stars, wasn't it? Like, don't get me wrong. Don't I agree with everything you guys have said? Like, he is an incredible player, and he's been so key to everything good mm. that we've done. But it's like, are we surprised? Come on, Danny Welbeck and Lallana have just 
been getting injured pretty much since they've got to the mm. club, which is frustrating. I, and I know it's not since their fault. They're not, the they're players, not purposefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, they're not purposefully getting injured. I'm, I'm not. I'm not insinuating that they're going out to get injured. But it's just very frustrating that they do get injured so much. Um, mm. He gets injured so much. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just very frustrating. I think. Just it's also frustrating because in January, when we had the January transfer window, we were saying, yeah, if if Lallana gets injured, we don't have a, a, a like a decent replacement. When we were linked with Zaniolo, I was like, oh, make that makes so much sense because. Yeah. Inevitably, Lilani will get injured and we don't have we any... We did sign Ayari, though, Ben. And, um, we I did, think but I don't know if he's... When or not, well, is, uh, I guess... the other day that um, he wanted to put... His game plan was to play Ayari in this game. Uh, that, was his, oh, really? that was his game plan. Uh, he was to put him on for 20 minutes. He said he's a complete midfielder and he loves him. He thinks he's a great talent. Uh, him and Buonanotte is really okay. excited by. He said he, he thinks he'll be great. Um, but obviously that didn't happen because I suppose the way the game went didn't need him or didn't mm. want to use him because of the, ups, the balance of the, the, the game was all right. Um, perhaps in hindsight, maybe we could have been due to see him actually, maybe gross or something could have come off with tired legs or something like that. But um, no, what I wanted to really say was as well, Stephen Alzate uh, played against USG yesterday for Stanley Liège. <laughs> um, <laughs> and had a, had a fantastic game. He scored uh, a good goal. Um, and also, I think it was Andy Naylor put a thing on the other day about him saying that he could be more of a Deserby player than a Potter player, which is an interesting concept mm. because I'd love to see Steven Alzate come back and almost resurge his career. Because I don't think it, I don't, I agree with what people were saying, where people were saying that he shouldn't have to be resurging his career because he's a good player. Yeah. I, I actually was quite surprised that we loaned him out because yes, I, I get he wants game time, but he's, he's capable of being in his first team. Um, but no, Ben, I want, actually, I started with you, Maz, because I started with Ben last time. But what do you think with Alzate? Is he, is he one that could, come back you know is there a spot for him particularly if obviously gross aging and legs and everything in the future and and Lallana obviously being potentially out for ever <laughs> yeah I, th- I think I think midfield is definitely an area where it's an interesting one because yeah like Ben said if we do lose McAllister yeah. and Caicedo next season we will need the depth uh the squad depth and and I was I'd say when I saw, when we saw sort of glimpses of him or, or saw some of his performances like I remember was it Liverpool he scored again in lockdown when he scored against Liverpool uh, that one nil win at oh, yeah. Anfield, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, like th- th- there's been moments where you think, yeah, he looks a very good player. He looks a tidy player, very technically gifted. Mm. Uh, you know, he's got a lot, a lot of good attributes. But very I don't know, versatile is, as well, and he played everywhere. Yeah, my only concern is like, I don't know, is he? Has he got the ceiling of, let's say, a Caicedo or you know, someone mm. that's? Yeah, I just, I don't know if he's ever going to be a superstar that. But I'm not saying we're going to be like one of those this aged well, isn't it? Next season when he's like yeah. one of our players of the year. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I just, so yeah, I just playing that whole city of Aaron Connolly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I, I think with say, I think it yeah, will literally be one of the other. Either he will be one of our best players, sort of yeah. like maybe starting week in week out, and then or he yeah, will be not good enough and be loaned out or, or sold. I don't know. I don't know. It's, mm. I, I'm not. Massive. I'm not 100 percent convinced on him. There's still. I mean, doubts, the Belgian but... league's still pretty good. Like, I know it was a bit of a joke when we got USG. I think Tony Bloom got USG, and we were like sort of taking a mick out of the Belgian league. But I mean, we loaned out Caicedo there. We've got Alzate out there now. Matoma was there. Obviously, we did sign Undav from there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've we've had a lot of success out in Belgium. Um, and if if Alzate is sort of running the game out there, it's particularly against USG, which is really weird. That you'd think he would be playing for them. Um, yeah. But for him to run the game again. Them. I mean, we signed Anthony Knockout from Stad of the Age not so long ago, if you remember. Um, but I don't know. Um, ben, what do, what do you think? Um, I don't know if I'm just 
hyping myself up, but I really kind of see him doing well in the McAllister role that he we have currently, like in that deeper role. I feel like that would be like yeah. a make that's a that's a, like a move that makes sense. I feel like he'd slot into that role really, really well, and I hope he does, honestly. Yeah. But then it doesn't really work like that because it, I, I was actually surprised that he, you can say, dropped down to the standard Liège level. I thought he would be good enough to play to <laughs> to depth. be loaned to a Premier League team. <laughs> I genuinely think he. I was surprised that he went to Belgium. Yeah, Obviously, I agree. I agree. That, I agree. Yeah, I thought he had. A, I thought thought he'd be a bit, bit better than that. But um, yeah, mm. I hope that he'll be able to. He could be the McAllister replacement or fill in that role really well. So I hope. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Basically, think of him. Um, but yeah, on a, on a more general thing, just to sort of round off the whole game slash moment at the moment is. Look, we've 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 said it a lot. We've said it a lot over the last couple of years. But it seems like one thing hasn't changed, and it's if we have a team that can't that sits on a low block, doesn't do anything, we just struggle so much. And, and I don't know why. We, we thought maybe it'd change the Bournemouth, as I said earlier. But as I said to you, is is this something that's going to cost us this season? And is this something that we can change soon? Because my only worry is. If you're going into the rest of this year, you know, you've got now three months until the end of the season, particularly in this run now, which you have to get as many points as possible. And people, player teams will do things that are going to upset the balance of Brighton because they know that what, how we want to play now. Deserby's style is known across mm. football and, you know, you don't want to get worked out is what I'm trying to get to. And I don't think we have yet. But one thing is true. And it's whenever we do play against these low block teams, we can't score. And is that something that's going to upset the rest of the season? Or do you think that Deserby is, is intelligent enough and smart enough to, to change that before the end of the year? I'll start with you, Ben. Um, so, so you're asking me if I'm worried about that we've been Not, figured out? Yeah, worried, but just also, you know, it's been a problem for so long. Mm. And, and we, we've known about this for so long. We've moaned about it for so long. And my, my point is, with, with a, such a significant three months in this club's history, um, you know, it's not to say next season we can't you know, then push on if we do fail this year. But the point is, you know, to get to Europe, teams will play in the way that is required to beat us. And if that means you know, keeping a low block and upsetting the play, you know, is, that, is that a concern for you going into the rest of the year? Or, or do you think I, we can stop I, yeah, this? I think- I think well, we're still creating chances, aren't we? That's the that's the positive thing. If we weren't creating chances, then you could you'd have to say, yeah, we've been figured out. But the, yeah, because we're still creating chances and we're moaning that we didn't bury them in another game, they'll probably go in. So I'm done. To be fair, to answer your question, I'm not worried, and I don't think we have been figured out. I think I think we can still do well. It's just obviously one of them games. Like I said early in the podcast, mm. it happens to most teams, even City mm. yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm not saying we are before this hit clips and everyone starts having a go at me saying I'm still <laughs> doing everything. I, I, I'm just asking the question for a presenter's yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah, Maz, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think I think we're good. I, I really trust the Zerbi and sort of the direction we're going in. And yeah, of course, we're going to come up against these kind of, we're going to have these games where, you know, we dominate and, you know, if someone smashes in a last minute winner. Um, it, yeah, we, we are going to come up against adversity and I think it's just all about how we react to it. It's, yeah, we've had a couple yeah. of disappointing games. That's where, point, reacting to it. Yeah. yeah, it's reacting to it. If, if we then go on, Chris let's shooting. say, another couple of <laughs> games now uh, and we do the same mistakes or same things that we're doing, then we're like, okay, well, okay, that's Hit a bit worrying because... 
yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're not learning from our from the stuff. But let's say next against West Ham, next game, we come back and absolutely, you know, dominate and score three or four goals. Then we're, you know, um, yeah. we're all back. And it's up, not in February, again, so. so we have half a chance of actually doing that. Mate, as well. We've got ages until yeah. our next Prem game, by the way. We've got yeah. Four, yeah. Saturday, yeah. 4th of March. It's long. Well, we've got a break. Do we yes. want to. Yeah, we've got a 10 game break, say, actually. We can just hold um, on till we can do the Stoke one another time, I think, closer to the time. Cause yeah, yeah I was going to say if you then. want to talk about Stoke, but yeah, I suppose mm. in 10 games. Um, that, actually, that's the last question, actually, before the end of the podcast. 10 game break. Um, I think, at least personally, this has come at the right time. I think it's good for us, you know, just to completely refresh. You've had a bad couple of weeks. It's got to be mentally draining for the players to miss that many chances, to, to have, what is it, two point something XG and at Palace as well. You know, when you're not scoring freely and when you're missing so many chances, it's going to take a mental toll and you're almost going to be trying too hard. It's like when you're at work and your boss starts watching you, you're going to make a mistake. You, you, you could be doing this job 150 times a day and as soon as someone watches you, it's of a higher power, you're going to be like, and you're going to mess it up. But it is what it is. And I think that that's sort of what Brighton feel whenever we get in front of the goal. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's We've leave had it, it good, though, because we, I don't want to keep moaning. We have had it good. This is like our first loss for what this year, especially yeah. I think in the league. Yeah, no, it is this year, isn't it? We were the only team that was unbeaten this year um, in the, I think, in the English, English leagues or maybe just the Prem mm. in all competitions. And now, now we have finally got a loss. But yeah, we've had it good. We we've yeah. been flying. And again, yeah, like Matt said, I think it's just how we react because we've got two games in hand against Fulham few points behind maybe a couple points behind now we just it, we will get I think we will be above them again it's just when and then the only worry is Liverpool now picking up points that's the, that is okay. the, yeah, yeah Liverpool yeah. are worry a worry I think you know Tottenham play pretty much now don't they so um it'd be interesting yeah, to see how they cope as well but um anyway I think that's pretty much everything unless I've missed anything in terms of football um as Ben no. anything to add no um, cool sign a striker um yeah Pretty much, it's all a bit deflating, but it, oh, is, what actually, it is. is what we do it for. I could, I quickly try and find something. Fill the gap. It's, it'll take like thirty seconds to find it. <laughs> Fill the gap. I um, you know the Brian. You know, I, might, I might just go dead silent just to really give you some awkward. <laughs> you know the Brian Bard, the the poet, the legendary yeah, poet yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. So he done he done it, which I thought was quite clever. He wrote a poem, but then he saved the last two lines for people to add themselves. So I done one, which I thought was quite good. I got a few claps from some people um so he goes <clears throat> you're a poet time to show it so he goes oh roberto he shared today his belief in his players what a thing to say ready to fight for europe who'd have thought and then he left it blank so then i said especially in january when no players were bought but anyway let's let's um <laughs> end it there let's all laugh at chelsea by the way i know that we didn't yes. win Yes. But let's all laugh at Chelsea because it is very funny. And I'd, I'd love it if he gets sacked this week. I really would. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, also, do comments below. What can we do for this uh, one? Um, paddock stations. No, no, no. no. Yes. Bonanotte needs some recognition, actually. I thought he was mm -hmm. good. Um, just, just a little mention. Yeah. Um, comments below. Um, I would, in fact, do an opinion. I want to know people's opinions. Um, <laughs> <don't> <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, is it, okay? Let's let's ask the question out there. Is is this is this bad sort of run in front of goal going to continue or is this the end? Is this just a little blip? You know, yeah. can we still get to Europe? Um, it, you know, the dream isn't over yet. We've still got two games in hand, so I want to know: can we still get to Europe? Is this just a blip, and we'll be okay? Comment yeah. below. That'll be that. That'll be sorted. Anyway, thank you all for listening. If you have been, um, obviously on Spotify, podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Do subscribe if you're on YouTube. All of that good stuff and follow our socials at Seagull Social as well. And we'll see you just before my birthday against Stoke. Thank God it's over, right mate. This curse. We're going to be crashing again. We're going to be crashing out. <laughs> anyway, no. I'll see you all soon. Cheers. Peace. Peace. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.